Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And yes, I am so looking forward to spending time with you again today to share some more great ideas, hints and tips that just may be hmm, the catalyst to huge change in your life. Now, this is the second in a series of eight shows, all focused on how to deal with hyperstress, uh, overpowering anxiety, and also the symptoms of PTSD. I know life can be hugely challenging, so much so that it can bring on stress, anxiety, and a whole lot worse at times. And sometimes we get so overcome by stress that we really find it difficult to even cope with our day-to-day tasks and begin to wonder if there is ever going to be a time when life is not a constant struggle. In order to deal, <clears throat> pardon me, with these levels of stress and anxiety, it not only takes looking at things from a, a new perspective to enable us to see clearly what needs to be done to turn things around, but also learning the practical steps needed to create a positive and lasting outcome. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in the struggle that we lose sight of the fact that there are answers and solutions to everything. Yes, woohoo! <laughs> but in order to bring that um, peace and harmony to our lives, we really need to change whatever needs to be changed. And this is where we sometimes hit that little stumbling block. But uh, before I go any further today, I just want to share with you uh, and with all listeners that if you or a loved one is suffering the symptoms of hyperstress or anxiety or PTSD, I would love for you to visit my show page here at toginet.com and you spell that T. O-G-I-N-E-T dot com and just uh, just search for Geraldine Tegelove Live, my show page, because there I have provided a link that will enable you to access a couple of sites that offer answers and solutions. Now, the particular site that this link will take you to is uh, actually our Asset Technologies website. That's Bill and myself, my husband Bill. And we are on that site, you'll find radio shows 
and also the opportunity to connect to coaching sessions to help you learn some very simple and proven self-administered intervention techniques that you can use on a daily basis. And I, I promise you, they'll help you deal with any symptoms you may have because, boy, they can just take you out of life completely if they are allowed to run wild, so to speak. And dealing with this takes both courage and commitment. So I also strongly urge you to find someone who can assist you in the journey to feeling free of feeling out of control with you and your life. You know, everyone deserves to live in freedom. And from my own personal experience, I know that trauma can present itself without warning and the outcomes can devastate the life of the individual and their family and their communities. You know, even when we think we're ready to face it and succeed, as with uh, my experience of a bushfire, the effect can be totally overwhelming. In this particular example, we knew the fire was approaching. We knew we were to expect incredible smoke and heat. And we knew we had to prepare the house and its surroundings. But when the fire front arrived with such force and speed, it was frightening to the extreme. It took me months not to react when I smelt smoke or heard the wind blowing. I also understand that, um, I guess, hyperstress and anxiety is something that can build over time. It seems to sneak in the back door and slowly invade our lives without us even being aware of what's happening until the day arrives when we can no longer function enough to complete even the most menial of tasks. There just has to be an answer and a solution. And guess what? There is. Yes. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you today. Okay, so last week I focused on helping you understand how stress creeps up on us and expands in such a way that we are often unaware of what's happening until our bodies are literally screaming for help. And then we looked at all the signs and symptoms and what happens if we ignore these and try to push through without assistance. And I also discussed with all listeners the different types of PTSD and I gave examples of these. So, okay, what are we doing today? Well, this week I'd love to bring you lots more news around this topic. Now, this is exciting news today that I'm sure will bring you hope and a way forward. So, I'm going to be discussing what PTSD is not. Not what it is, no what it is not. Okay, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm also going to share with you some vital groundbreaking news from nanotechnology science. This one you can't miss. Oh, can't wait to share that with you. And I'm going to ask you a question. Are you prepared to let go of what you think? Yeah, let go of what you think to actually hear what is true. Mm, I'll let you ponder that one for a few minutes. <laughs> and then uh, towards the end of the show, I'm going to share with you uh, 
a news about an intervention technique that has gone through a study pro process and been proven to be very successful in helping deal with the symptoms of hyperstress, anxiety, and the symptoms of PTSD. Now, okay, I have got a lot to get through today, <laughs> but I'm going to still share our cards with everyone this morning, or today, I should say, it's this morning here in Australia, but it's evening if you're on the other side of the globe, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what cards are going to appear. And I'm going to choose these from my Alchemy for Now transformational cards. You know, dealing with uh, stress and sending it packing will certainly transform your life in amazing ways. And the messages held within these cards are powerful reminders of how we can help ourselves to begin changing what needs to be changed. Now, the first card for today is the card of distillation or cleansing thoughts and feelings. The ancient alchemists connected this stage of the process with the uh, astrological sign of Virgo. And they love to use this image uh, of the, or use the image of a pelican to symbolize the sixth step in the process. Because sometimes the pelican would peck herself in the chest in order to feed the fledglings rather than have them starve. And the alchemist saw this as nourishing his new spiritual self by sacrificing the old earthly nature of ego-based actions and perceptions. Okay, so what is the message in this card for you today? Well, with this card, you are being asked to put your thoughts and your perceptions and feelings through your very own distillation process. You are ready to stretch even higher towards greater peace and happiness. Yes. One of the simplest ways of doing this is to become very aware of what you are thinking or feeling at frequent intervals throughout the day. If you find yourself dropping back into anger or resentment or blame or fear, then turn up the heat and vaporize each and every one of them until you're left with a clear mind and a peaceful heart. This is a not a do once and forget process. This is a daily practice which brings miraculous results. Yep, so try that one. Now, our second card for today, and I better move it because we're coming into the break, is the wolf, mm, the untamed essence. Now, this card is asking you to delve deeper within to uncover the wolf of alchemy that seems untamed and roaming wild and free. The wolf may seem quite menacing, but is not as bad as you think. It's merely acting as the protector of your old belief and perceptions of life and making sure that you really want the transformation to happen, okay? Be, um, well, let's say, be a wise alchemist. You know, it would be really good for you today to embrace that wolf, that untamed essence within you. But do not let it overpower you, because this card is here to tell you, you are on a true road to freedom, the freedom that you truly deserve. So, wow, two fabulous cards for today. 
and both of them, they always are, I know, but they're so connected to what I'm going to be talking about today. And as we go through the show, you'll understand why these two cards came out for our reading today. Yes. Okay, so we're going into break now, but after the break, I have got so much to share with you. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. first began carrying passengers, everyone was treated to first-class accommodations. Caviar and sandwiches were presented on porcelain plates with beverages served in crystal. Flying was truly a special event as passengers wore suits and evening dresses. What do you call a person who is afraid to fly? An aeroacrophobic. The airlines required stewardesses to be unmarried, and many were nurses as well. To be a pilot was respected and revered. What do you call a person who chooses a career based on the glamorous image it conveys? A MODOC. A typical flight in those days from London to Singapore would cost over $17,000 today and take eight days. What's another word for jet lag? Dysrhythmia. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's words you never heard. Is there a particular food item that you absolutely crave to the point of madness? Then you're an opsomaniac like me. I love avocados, for instance, probably because avocados have more protein, fat, and calories than any other fruit. Some folks are afraid of the avocado, nicknaming it the alligator pear for slippery and yucky. What's a word for the fear of food? Sitiophobia. Talk about yummy snacks, let's not forget potato chips. A pound of potato chips costs 200 times more than a pound of potatoes, or tater tatties as Aussies call them. The slang word spud derives from the spade-like tool used to dig them out. What's another word for mashed potatoes? Pachi Pachi. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live, and today is the second in a series of eight shows, all with a focus on helping listeners gain a better understanding of how to deal with the all-too-real and all-consuming system, uh, symptoms, I should say, systems, I better get my words right today, symptoms of stress and anxiety, let's face it. We all have enough to deal with within our day-to-day lives without having to deal with that. Family and work and all that is associated with both of these is really quite enough to cope with without those little added extras called stress and anxiety. And they're not so little, are they? So let's get to the really great news around this topic Yes, there is very exciting news to share. And I want to begin by sharing with you what 
hyper stress and anxiety or PTSD is not. Remember I said that earlier? Well, for so long, any form of PTSD has been considered a mental illness. But the great news is that new scientific evidence now tells us that PTSD is not a mental illness and therefore mm, does not respond to mental illness techniques or therapies. So what does this mean? Well, as with many new scientific discoveries, what was thought to be true at a certain time in history is now replaced by far, far more up-to-date findings that scientists have access to way more sophisticated equipment and all forms of, you know, technology. Doesn't mean we get into a form of blame or resentment or anything else about, you know, what's happened in the past. It just means that we give gratitude for the new scientific findings that are now getting to the core of the problem and finding better ways for us to deal with the effects of trauma. That's really great news. These new findings have everything to do, would you believe, with the functioning of the brain. Hmm, not the mind, the brain. More about this later, you know. And in a nutshell, as science gains a better understanding of the workings of the brain, there comes a, a greater understanding of how best we can alleviate the debilitating effects that trauma has on our lives. Now, this brings me to sharing with you some vital, groundbreaking news from nanotechnology science. If you are concerned about your stress levels or that you even may be suffering the symptoms of PTSD, then this is information that you don't want to miss, yeah? So please bear with me here. Okay, to raise our level of understanding with regards to being better equipped to deal with hyper-anxiety or extreme levels of stress or any of the other symptoms that may appear in our lives following trauma, we really need to gain an understanding of what nanotechnology is all about. So, I guess the next question, what is nanotechnology science? Well, firstly, let's deal with the word nano. This is actually a form of measurement. We all currently measure things in centimetres or metres or kilometres here in Australia. But maybe in your part of the world, you may measure in inches or feet or yards or miles. Now, in the world of nano, scientists are measuring in such microscopic lengths that you cannot possibly see these measurements with the naked eye. So, for example, the width of a single strand of your hair, okay, one little strand of your hair is about 100,000 nanometers thick. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so, so small. Now, think about it. Even imagining one nanometer is, is a difficult task. And I'm sure you've seen pictures from powerful microscopes which have enabled us to see the tiniest details within a leaf or an insect or even the cells in our body 
but this is going way smaller than even those. Yeah, <laughs> okay? So in a nutshell, nanotechnology is all about using small stuff to do big things. How? Well, in a world of nanotechnology where atoms and molecules and proteins and cells dominate, science and technology gain an entirely new meaning and extraordinary new discoveries are being made. I mean, this is really working in the quantum, okay? Right up my alley, yes. As amazing scientists zoom in with nano precision, they start to gain incredible understanding of the workings of our universe at the quantum level. It's a bit like using uh, Google Maps where you can keep zooming in on Earth until you not only find your house, but you can actually even take it further to see the blades of grass on your lawn. And, you know, in other programs, you can even zoom in closer to finally get to see inside the plant cells. Now, these are very clever scientists and because then they're then able to take this <clears throat> insider information to figure out how this knowledge can be used to enhance our way of life like never before. How good is this? It can be used to help solve so many of our troublesome issues and bring new and exciting solutions to many of our world problems. Yes, as I keep saying, this is so exciting. Yep. And you'll, you'll understand why as I go through this. <laughs> okay. So let me share with you just a few interesting little facts and some of the breakthroughs that have already been made with nanotechnology. Did you know that Mother Nature is the queen of nanotechnology? Okay, we can learn so much from the way nature operates in the micro form or the nano form. I mean, just think about it, even photosynthesis. I mean, Mother Nature's been doing this ever since she, you know, appeared on in this universe. And, and we're just kind of catching up, okay? So nature is our... I guess, specialist in this field. Did you know that nano gold is actually red in color? So if you look at gold um, through a nano lens, I guess, it's actually red. Yeah. Did you know that there is a nano scratch-proof liquid now that can be rubbed on your car to prevent it from getting scratched? And the same liquid can be used on bike helmets or whatever shiny equipment you wish to keep bright and shiny rather than looking worn and tired. <laughs> okay? Just a mm, few little facts. Now, nanotechnology and fabrics. Well, nanotechnology is now producing fabric that can be way, way more absorbent. And there's a super cloth made with nanotechnology and this has a biohazard sensor in it which can confirm or it can tell you if bacteria is still present or not. How amazing is that? And it's also, um, it eliminates odours and everything. So, woohoo for nanotechnology. Out in the environment, 
they're using little nano machines or bots to filter water more effectively. So this will be really good in, you know, the likes of treating seawater when we need more fresh water. Another exciting thing. They're also creating little nano barcodes and they're using these on farms to um, check the water quality and they're using them in hospitals to detect disease. They're also using these little nano barcodes to track explosives or bombs and firearms, drugs, because investigators often have trouble tracing evidence back to its source in any useful way often in the most serious cases. But, you know, if these little nano barcodes are able to trace amounts of explosives, say, and identify them and track back to where they originated, wow. So that's the goal of new research, which uses nanoparticles to put an invisible, indestructible barcode in just about any object imaginable. Oh, this is, yeah, this is great. Now, nanomedicine is the one that we're really interested in because there are little nanobots, they call them robots, that are currently treating cancer. There's uh, nanomedicine is now uh, producing a skin replacement that's incredible in burns wards. And they're using little nanomachines or nanobots to treat clogged arteries. And they also have these nanobots with cameras that can assist the surgeon on the, in the operating theatre. And these little uh, nanobots can actually take pictures for the surgeon so he or she can see exactly what needs to be done before they take or make their next move on the patient. And I think I'd feel so much better knowing that the doctors were being given a helping hand if they were having to work on me at any point in time. Yes, I'd really like to know that one of those little nanobots was helping them. So what has all this got to do with PTSD or with hyperstress or anxiety? Well, nanotechnology is also being used to study the workings of the brain. And remember I spoke to you earlier about... Um, you know, this PTSD is now being considered not a mental issue, but it's all about the brain. Now, I'm not going to get into, I'll get into this straight after the break. And this is really information that we, we all need to grab hold of and, and understand. So I'm not going to rush through it now. Uh, we'll do it properly straight after the break. So I want everyone to hang tight because this is information you will really want to hear, particularly if you're stressing. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Do you enjoy push-ups, lunges, crunches, and pull-ups? Does a workout full of intense mix of strength training and aerobic elements thrill you? If you like vigorous workouts with bursts of forceful activity alternated with intervals of lighter activity, check out boot camps in your area. 
Boot camps are popping up everywhere, from parks to schools to YMCAs. The popularity of this workout is building, and more Americans are heading to boot camps for their fitness. The Mayo Clinic reports that the average exerciser burns approximately 9.8 calories per minute during a typical boot camp workout, which makes it a good activity if you're trying to lose weight. It also helps with endurance. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. U.S. state would you guess has the fastest talkers? Recent research by analytics company MarchX revealed that the nation's fastest talkers come from Oregon, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Kansas, and Iowa. What about New York, you ask? New York ranked near the bottom at 38, but New Yorkers do use more words. A New Yorker will use 62% more words than someone from Iowa who have the same basic conversation. What's another word for fast-talking? Tachylaya. America's slow-spoken or tardiloquent talkers were from North Carolina, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, and Mississippi. What's a word for someone who likes to say the same thing over and over? A batologist. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live, and I'm so excited to be bringing you all the latest news around how you can best deal with any of the symptoms of hyperstress, anxiety, and PTSD. Wow. I mean, science is such a wonderful thing. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful to all those amazing scientists out there who are devoting their lives to helping us understand who we are and how we operate at the cellular level. Every day brings new discoveries, and with these come answers and solutions that have the ability to change our lives for the better. Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show today and heaps of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts, or you can come here to Toginet and listen and download from my show page. And you'll also find them on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. Okay, now, <clears throat> before the break, you know, or as they say in the classics or somewhere, on with the show. <laughs> Remember I said to you, uh, we were talking about nanotechnology and what's it got to do with PTSD. And I explained that nanotechnology is also being used to study the workings of the brain. You know, how our brain functions at the microscopic level and how the neurons and neuron pathways operate and how this affects our actions and reactions, okay? Taking this a step further, nanotechnology science has given uh, scientists the means to see how trauma affects the brain, and then how this can be repaired, 
Okay, this is, as I said, very exciting news. In a nutshell, nanotechnology science has changed the medical view of PTSD. You see, the brain's job is to survive you and your choices. And it has shown that the brain is, is proactively obsessing over perfecting survival skills by replaying the event to ensure future survival if that event occurs again. The problem is it gets stuck in a, a looping process that cannot be repaired with therapies focused on dealing with past experiences. It requires brand new techniques in brain training that put an end to the looping and focuses on how you respond to your experience in the now and not in your past. Okay, so there's lots to take in here. But, you know, you can always come back and listen to this over and over again. Okay, so now we've discovered that PTSD is about the brain, not about the mind stuff. Now, next question. Are you prepared to let go of what you think to hear what is true? Because there's an essential understanding that we must, pardon the pun, <laughs> get our heads around if we're going to redefine PTSD. This requires us to embrace uh, the difference between the mind and the brain. Okay? Big difference. I mean, I guess when we imagine our mind, we just kind of see the brain. But that's not the mind at all, really. You know, that, that image of the brain with all those kind of little sausage things pulled together. Well, that's how I see them anyway, those little sausage things, fat sausage things pulled together in a, in a big blob. That's the image of the brain. Not sure what you um, might see. You might see a cauliflower or something. But we just have to know that there is a huge difference between the brain and the mind. So I'm going to begin right now with the mind so you kind of get an understanding of this because this is really important if we're going to deal with our stress and anxiety. The mind is all about the story. The mind just loves telling us this story and that story over and over again. It keeps bringing up the past. And most often, as it does this, you know, the story is embellished with all the added extras that the mind loves to chatter about. It's, it's a, it goes on with and on about the, the shouldas and the wooders and the couldas and loves to ensure that we get the picture in technicolor, you know, with all five senses getting involved so we can wallow in the whole, what the mind would have us believe, miserable experience. Yeah, you know. And it does embellish. It's a bit like um, the fisherman who catches the fish. And when he tells the story, it just grows bigger and bigger every time the story is told. Well, the mind kind of works a bit like that. Okay? So the story comes out. And if people are telling you their story, you know they're working through their mind, not through their brain. The mind is there to observe and interpret every experience we have in life. So it's all about our perception of what is. And our mind will perceive things 
according to who we are based on our values, our belief systems and our perceptions of life. Simply put, all our acquired knowledge and experiences. All this adds to what the mind can chatter about and chatter it does in every moment of every day. And of course, our values and our beliefs and our perceptions of life can be built up from our experiences and from our family values and beliefs, our cultural beliefs and values. You know, so many things come into play here. Whether or not they all belong to us is another matter, totally a different matter. But the mind perceives things through, you know, through those as I said, uh, values and beliefs and perceptions, okay? And the mind keeps playing the stories over and over to try and make sense of things. It builds up opinions of people and places, our own, uh, you know, circumstances and other circumstances, and it really is all about judging these and it battles with the issues surrounding these rather than resolving them. So this is what the mind does. I guess if it was capable of resolving things, it wouldn't have anything to chatter about because, you know, once it came up, it would go, well, okay, we don't need to deal with that today and we can do this, this and this and it's gone. But then, as I said, what would it chatter about? And it's most important to be consciously aware of the fact that the mind also loves to focus on the negative elements of your experiences in life. Not sure why it does this, but the mind loves to, and you know this, don't you? You know, you start to think of all the negative things around things rather than the positive. And you have to kind of force yourself to think of the positive. Uh, like, for example, how often do you lie in bed awake because you're thinking about, all the positive outcomes of a perceived negative experience? I don't think so. No. This is actually when the mind has a field day and goes all out on reminding you of all the negative aspects of whatever has happened during that particular day. You know, what you didn't do, what to feel guilty about, how to blame yourself, what you could have done. Oh, it just loves it. And it takes you into all of these negative spaces. And that's why you can't go back to sleep, basically. And then, you know, the anxiety and the stress builds within you. So that's what the mind is really good at doing. And it loves to do it. And it works hard at it, believe it or not. So, um, you know, of course, we have to also look at, though, that are there positives to our mind? And of course there are. Without our wonderful minds, we would not be without those wonderful ideas that come to us through our five senses. And we would not be able to analyze these and make a decision as to what to keep and what to reject. You see, the mind can only hold one thought at a time, and by doing so, we have the ability to hold on to a thought or send it packing before the next thought comes through. The trick is to recognize this and work with it using our free will to choose wisely. 
So yes, of course, the mind does have positive aspects as well. And we, we couldn't live terribly well without it. But becoming consciously aware of its uh, really great points and its not so good points, we can work with it wisely. And we can, you know, take on what we need to through the mind and leave the rest. Okay, so enough about the mind. What about the brain? Well, the brain um, has one job to do. And as I said earlier, to survive you. And it will stay on alert in case similar events to those um, experienced in a traumatic event happens. And it needs to protect you and make sure you survive it once more. It stays on high alert for anything that may have been a trigger, such as a sound, a smell, an image, etc., just so it can protect you and survive you. Now, in doing this, as I explained earlier in today's show, the brain begins a looping process that gets stuck in the trauma and thus building the negative symptoms that the person experiences with regards to hyperstress and anxiety and the symptoms of PTSD. The good news for sufferers of these symptoms is that research has now identified that trauma of any kind can have a huge effect on different parts of the brain. PTSD actually alters the chemistry of the brain. And the great news is that research also now tells us that this can be reversed. What does this mean? Well, I'm going to tell you that after the break. And, and this is something you don't want to miss because what uh, science is telling us about the brain and trauma and the symptoms, you know, are coming out of that trauma is incredible. So hang tight, everybody, because this is something that you will definitely want to hear and want to know about. Okay, so not long after the break. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. With the holidays upon us, you not only need to trim the tree, you need to trim the calories from your favorite holiday foods. It's so easy to pop something in your mouth without even thinking about it. Did you know that one cup of eggnog has over 400 calories? Did you realize that a piece of pecan pie has 500 calories? It's true. But before you get discouraged and feel like a Scrooge, remember that there are good choices available at holiday dinners that will not disrupt your healthy eating. Four ounces of turkey breast has only 212 calories. Ham is another good choice with 133 calories for 3.5 ounces. Vegetables are always your best bet. Make sure they're not swimming in butter or cream. Stick primarily with vegetables, have a small taste of everything else, and don't go back for seconds. Enjoy your holiday meal and the gift of family and friends. It's I had a weird weekend relaxing and reading through mental floss when I came across these rip-roaring R-words. 
I recognized a few of them, such as the old 18th century Scottish word ramfeasled, which means fatigued or exhausted. A couple more great R words are ruckatly tuckatly, meaning crumpled or gathered up and ruched. Ruched is commonly used today to describe a flattering blouse or top. Rabbity is a 16th century word for an innocent fool, while Raffle Coppin is a rash, impetuous person, or maybe just somebody that gets carried away with our words. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! Yes, we are back, and you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And wow, I mean, so much information to take in and process from here today's show. May I humbly suggest that you take your time with all of this. I still have six shows to share with you around this topic with some fabulous guests to interview as well. Now, just to give you a little slowdown time to breathe and also allow your unconscious mind to take in all that it needs to take in, we're going to listen to our song for this week. And this is so important. As I said, Often when we're taking in heaps of information, we need time for this to uh, go in where it's meant to go. And our unconscious mind needs to, I guess, process it and, um, and just make sure that it's filed away properly. So give yourself this time. And today's song is called On Winds of Freedom. And I'll explain why we're having this song as soon as we've had a listen. So take time to stop, um, relax, sit down, put your shoulders back, just close your eyes and connect to the music and the words. Here we go on Winds of Freedom. Then he stretches out those mighty wings and faces it head on. Then let the winds just carry him up over and beyond. Now I fly on the winds of freedom. Come join with strength and trust and courage we watch our dreams grow wings we step out of the edge of life and fly 
teeth appeared A small voice said inside Am I danger take a fall Or will it dent my pride So what has changed within me To lose my faith and trust Am I prepared to start my dreams turn into dust Now I fly On the winds of freedom Come join with me On the winds of change With strength and trust and courage Step out of the edge of life and fly on the winds of freedom. The winds all whisper, come on now, come and live your dreams. It seems until I feel the currents they catch me from the fall and carry me so high above where I can see it all. Now I did I choose that song for today? Well, when we finally make a choice to free ourselves from the things that hold us back from being who we really are, then we can become the eagle of our own life and fly like never before. Our um, little note today, today's note to self says, freedom is a choice and we get to choose. Simple as that. Okay, now, I promised you that I would tell you a little more about the research that's happening around the brain and PTSD. Okay, so the great news is that research tells us now that this can be reversed. 
the whole, you know, the PTSD thing can be reversed. What does this mean? Well, in simple terms, the brain can be rewired or trained to deal with the trauma in such a way that those suffering hyperstress or full-blown PTSD can finally get back to living a happy and fulfilling life. The brain, with training, has the incredible ability to rewire neuron pathways, allowing those affected by trauma to let go of negative symptoms and make way for brand new freedom. Now, hopefully by this stage in the show, you have a much better understanding of what you're dealing with when it comes to um, hyperstress and anxiety and PTSD and how science and research are assisting us to um, find the answers and solutions that we need. Over many years of working as a coach and mentor to many, many clients, I have finally put together some great techniques that actually help people deal with the outcomes of ongoing stress, anxiety, and the outcomes of trauma. I've tried all of these on myself and then on clients and constantly watched and monitored how each of these assisted in the healing process. Uh, Some techniques worked really well and some didn't seem to have any effect at all. But what worked incredibly well were those that simply helped clients rewire their brain. Yes, I had to make sure that the old patterns set up within the neural nets of the brain, those, you know, focused on creating negative outcomes, were being interrupted on a daily basis so as to allow time for new and far more positive neural nets to form. I had to make sure that clients were building neuron pathways that brought joy and empowerment and love and any other outcome that was important to them. Building new neuronets sets the uh, uh, hypothalamus to work on making a brand new set of chemicals which are sent out into the bloodstream in the form of what is known as peptides. Now, these peptides find their way to appropriate parts of the body where they dock with one of the thousands of receptors awaiting their arrival and set off incredible positive reactions within the cell. Now, this is what we really want. We want to shift the stress and anxiety to make way for happiness and freedom and empowerment. So, every technique that we use in the Asset Technologies method of dealing with, uh, you know, severe stress and anxiety or the outcomes of trauma have been geared towards creating clear communication between the heart and the head and new neuron pathways that are alive with all that goes towards achieving amazing outcomes. Now, to find out more about these, please just visit us at www.assait.com and you'll find out lots more information there and you may even wish to book a session to change your life today and get rid of all of that anxiety and stress. 
But, oh my goodness, we're at the end of today's show. So please feel free to visit me here at Toginet or, uh, you know, on my show page, Geraldine Tegelove Live, for a recording of this week's show. Or you can go to my website and find them there as well or into iTunes. Remember, just search Geraldine Tegelove Live in iTunes in the podcast section. Okay, so I want to wish everyone a million blessings of happiness, love and peace. Have a great week, everyone, and bye for now.